0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming to another episode of Adventures in Angular. I'm the host, Aaron Frost. I'm a hero devs with ng-conf. Today on our panel, we have traveling Brian. Hello. Where are you at today? I'm in Valencia, Spain. Valencia. Nice. Valencia. Super nice. Cool. Um, we have Alyssa Nichol. Hello, hello. Good to be here. At home? At home in Missouri. I am MacBookless though, so joining you via mobile. Via the mobile device. We have the always lurking, Shai Resnick. Lurking in the dark. I'm some dark <laughs> place here in Israel lurking. <laughs> always lurking. Always. And then as our guest, we have everyone's buddy, David East. How's it going, Dave? And my half-brother. Oh. Half-brother.
1: I'm not sure any of those things are true, but hey, you uh- nice to be here
0: <laughs> at least half of them are true
1: at least half of them are true you can yeah. you got three lies and a truth you can figure out yeah pick one it is which one's tool. which yeah yeah
0: this episode is sponsored by sentry.io recently i came across a great tool for tracking and monitoring problems in my apps then i asked them if they wanted to sponsor the show and allow me to share my experience with you sentry provides a terrific interface for keeping track of what's going on with my app It also tracks releases so I can tell if what I deployed makes things better or worse. They give you full stack traces and as much information as possible about the situation when the error occurred to help you track down the errors.
2: So we're gonna talk Great. about the competitor of Firebase today. All right, yeah. Just list them all. You don't have any competitors. <laughs> I was
0: gonna say, yeah. is there? A competitor? That's yeah. what I was just thinking. I was like, Netlify, Stupid <laughs> no. Parse, no. right? Parse was the competitor. <laughs> oh Parse, man.
1: That's right. Parse is gone though. I miss, miss Parse. People didn't know this, but Parse team and Firebase team were actually like we were friends with each other and same YC class.
0: What happened? Why is Parse no more?
1: That, you have to go oh, that check, was huge on facebook you gotta, for that one yeah, you got to go check out the the <laughs> blogs on that one
0: that was some drama though yeah
1: i uh, don't know they handled it very well uh, facebook this this an odd way to shot. start talking about <laughs> firebase <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm because if I'm listening to this podcast right now, I'm like, all right, I'm here to learn about this Firebase with this David East guy. And then we're starting out we're like, all right, so here are Let's the Let's talk about other, the competitors. Other is wait, wait, I can't use that one? Okay, so that one... I can't. Right. Okay. People are Googling it. Oh, shoot. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Who is isn't this guy, it, by the way? Wait, wait. Isn't,
2: isn't it the parse episode? If not, I'm out. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> shy didn't sign up for this. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so we're talking about Firebase today. The
0: Firebase.
2: The Firebase.
0: Yeah. You guys just had a conference in Spain, true? Yeah, in Madrid. In Madrid. How'd that go?
1: I heard good things. So I actually helped organize all the talks and the keynote, but then I don't go to the conference. Why? actually, I had vacation that week, so uh, yeah. then I scheduled uh, before they scheduled the conference. Classic so I, But Madrid gave. wasn't good enough. He's like, eh, Bahamas. Yeah. Classic <laughs> I was a real American. I went to Washington DC. Oh, there you
0: go. Oh, nice. That's that's what real Americans do. Yeah, I guess that's,
1: that's where I'm from. So
0: did you do like all the museums and stuff or no, since you're from there, you don't do
1: that scene. So I brought my kids there. I have a almost seven year old and a four year old. And so I brought them to the monuments and we did like one day, but it's true. Like usually you're from DC and someone's like, let's go to the monuments. You're like, Oh no. And you're just like, uh, anything else. But uh, and I, my whole childhood was just basically taking like relatives and then everyone being like, did you know that this insignificant person did this <laughs> insignificant thing here a hundred years ago? And you're like, no, I don't care. And then I found myself walking around for the first time in like ten years since being there, being like, "Oh my gosh, did you know that this insignificant person did this insignificant thing ten years ago?" Nice. Both of my kids were just like, "Oh, where's the bathroom?" <laughs> Come
0: on, Dad! Come on! Excellent.
1: <laughs> Dad's having a dad moment. Yeah, I, I went dad hard. That's cool. How about uh, the Firebase Summit? Any cool news about it? It's funny whenever we. Uh, like organized content for the keynote we have like an hour and then when you're launching stuff depending on how much stuff you get done for the conference you're like all right we're either gonna have to stretch this an hour somehow because we launched like one or two things we didn't get enough stuff out yeah we yeah. didn't have stuff out or just like oh it's it's gonna happen whenever and this time around it was like i was like i don't know how we're gonna get this much stuff done into an hour into an hour because we oh, wow. got the sheer Like, there are a lot of things that we were just like, oh, and by the way, that happened. But you don't have time. So we just kept moving on. I guess to start off with a bang, the thing that I don't even want to say most excited about because I'm excited about all of it. But one of the things that we did was release a new feature called Firebase Extensions. and. Okay. So if you've used cloud functions before, any type mm-hmm. of serverless technology, you're like, hey, I just wanna like, you know, I just wanna create like a push notification server or I just wanna make payments or something like that. So anything is yeah. you know, just 20 lines of node code or whatever. Um, but a lot of times it doesn't end up really being like 20 lines of node code. We like we like to advertise serverless as like, oh, it's just short, easy. no It's just minutes. for
0: easy stuff, yo. It's not and, for compl- yeah
1: And like sometimes it does work out that way. But then other times, like you got to think about the security model. You got to think about what database you're going to connect to. You got to think about your data structure and all this, you know, fun jazz. And it's for a lot of really common things. And so Firebase Extensions is basically it's serverless, but without any code at that, too. So you go to our UI and if you want to set up an email server, so like anytime someone saves data in your, uh, like Firestore database, we can trigger a like welcome email or like, you know, something like that, or we can translate text every time it gets saved in the database and you set that up all through the UI. So you don't actually write any code. You just say like, You know, I want to translate all the reviews of my restaurants. And so here's where that text is located. Every time someone makes a new save, translate it through, run it through this, and then save the output over here. And you just write that in UI, and then we deploy the function. We set up the security model on it and everything. And Uh you don't have to write any code. It just... Automatic. Can you
0: edit the code? Does it actually cool. write the code for you as a function and deploy it? And then you yep. can later edit it if you want to? Like. So
1: you don't edit it directly. So everything is okay. all prepackaged. Right now we only have like nine, I think. Um, we plan rolling out more. And hopefully we, we have this sort of like developer SDK type model. Thing yeah, that we're, we call it the producer model that we're, okay. we're, we're working on. And so you could create your own. This is all, it's all fresh right now. Hmm. Um, That's cool. It's really nice because there's a lot of common things you want to do that when you actually think about writing the code, even if it's only going to be like 50 lines, you're like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Now you don't have to do it. You just click a couple buttons and boom. Nice. Nice.
0: And that's That's in production today,
1: right? Yep. Yep. Go to firebase.google.com. I think it's like one of the front banners. Extensions. Those are called extensions. Extensions. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's really cool because serverless is really awesome. But... This takes it. I don't want to say one step further. That's like a pretty cliche thing to do, but it's like a nice, nice. It's like a nice on,
0: UI GUI yeah. on top of it, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: It's it's cool because uh, I find myself being able to enable a lot of stuff that I usually don't want to write, and there's also a lot of things out there that are easy to get wrong, or you know, like and also debugging in serverless. You're like, oh, got that wrong. Got to redeploy. Oh, wait, no, that that fix yep, didn't work. Got to redeploy. That. Yep. <laughs> and so this just you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's cool. So what other Cool coolness. Cool coolness. So another thing we did is we had had this big sort of, we called internally Firebase for the web. So there is Google Analytics for Firebase, which is like the whole Google Analytics style, you know, suite that you know and love. And then there's this for Firebase twist on it where you can use other Firebase tools in conjunction with Google Analytics to do like really smart things in your app. And so we have uh, a tool uh, or a feature called remote config, which allows you to store basically like JSON objects, strings, numbers, and stuff like that. And then you pull them on demand with our SDK. And so you can trigger certain things like, Hey, show this banner to people in this country, or Hey, show this translation mm-hmm. if they are from this area. And, and so you use Google analytics data to target or create an audience, as it's called. <clears> of- <throat> of those situations. And so programmatically, you can enable different parts or different modes of your app. And for the longest time, you could only do these two things with native apps. And so we went and we wrote, we have a Google Analytics for Firebase SDK for the web. So it works a lot like the Google Analytics SDK you do today. And uh, we works with all like ES modules. So it's, uh, you can, I want to say get rid of the gtag loader, but you don't have to worry about GTAG if you use the SDK. We kind of wrap over that. do it for you, yeah. Yeah. And then,
2: Can you explain for those of, of us who don't know what's like GTAG and all that stuff?
1: Is that one of those things you're like, explain to us who, who don't know. I know, I know. But for those other people, you know. No, no I know. I,
2: I, I, really
1: I know, it though. That. But you I are the, you're the...
2: I'm part of the people, I, I said for, for all of us, us in, me included, that don't know. <laughs> That's what I said. Oh, yes. By the way, I'm looking at the show notes. There is a question here. How do we pronounce your name? Oh, yeah. Dave. The top part of the show notes. Like day yeah. and then Vid. David. Okay. Day and then Vid. Okay. Yeah. So can you? what's the G tag Dave and then Vid?
1: Google Tag Manager. And so it's like uh, for Google Analytics... Uh, allows you to say like, hey, send this event or send that uh, someone did a page view or something like that. Normally, if you're doing GTAG, uh, unless you're like a big advanced GTAG user, you're just, doing, you're just including the Google Analytics SDK and then it's just sort of automatically doing its thing when someone goes to the page. But it allows you to get more custom in there to send events up to Google Analytics.
0: Nice, G- thanks. GTAG is that script you add to yeah. get Google Analytics on the page, right? It's like is that-
1: isogram and then that
0: the, yeah. the stuff. Yeah. That's all the G tag is.
2: Sounds like a Google, Google Analytics rapper. Yes, G tag, yo. Yeah.
0: It's a gangster tag.
1: <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah.
0: the, OG, the OG tag. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for your answer,
2: Dave. Day and then... It. David. David. Day, Day. Sorry.
1: David. Did we ever get to your beef? Yeah, Man, we're 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 jumping around like. Yeah, I was gonna I, say I, we're
0: I, all over the place. Dave, really, and uh, okay. Lisa. We
1: can hold the beef.
0: Dave, I think now would be a good time to clear the air. Now that we're on the air, all right.
1: <laughs> so let's clear the air, Dave. Okay. All right. So because the show lacks context in general of uh there i feel like we started a conversation hit live and then just sort of ran with it so before the show turned on frosty was like what are we talking about today and i was like i want to talk about firebase and he was like all right great let's go with that but then i also want to talk about something else and i was like oh i i I was like i'm a little disappointed with you frosty and he was like save it for live so he has no idea Yeah. I I would say I was disappointed in them. This is
0: what's known as a risk. I'm taking one. I'm taking a risk. This could be really bad for me. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's live. Because it's live. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So you have that other podcast. What is it? My Angular Story? Yeah. Yeah, I do. so you sent out a tweet. I don't know how long it was supposed to go. I mean, it was like six months, you know, give or take a few months in that range. And you were like, if anybody's got a great Angular story, let me know. And so I responded to you and I was like, yo man, Ooh. I actually got a pretty good one. And then Ooh. you were just like, okay.
0: <laughs>
1: that's like cool oh.
0: David East got i I don't, I don't was know like, what oh. oh, you oh, you have a cool one. That's a cool one that's cool i was like all right <laughs>
1: radio Frosty, silence Frosty, <laughs> yeah. you were you're were emailing me like last week we were any people on my angular story what the hell not, not me apparently i i put myself out there and you i was checked check like,
0: your oh. follower count and he was like no Bro, not enough mm, no, yeah, no I, not
1: enough okay hey, what's, your, what's your current fax
0: number i faxed it to you i faxed you the invite what's your fax number my fax number <laughs> yeah i do you not have a current fax number? Because I faxed not, it to you. You didn't get current.
1: it. Not current. Not uh, right. current. That's, I mean, that's it. My bad. Right now. Because um, Frosty
0: is a bank. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> it's, that's right. My bad. I'm gonna figure out a different way to get you the invite because I did. I did send it to you. Yeah. Oh, report okay. spam. It's called report spam. <laughs> yeah. It was. Just, it was <laughs> through a fax. Yeah. But.
1: Listen. We all put Frosty in our spam box sometimes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes when it's bad.
1: Yeah, I was very taken aback. I was like, my boy Frosty, I got a great Angular story, and uh, and then he what's was just you, like, you
0: know what? What's your Angular story? No, babe. no, no, save it for Angular story. Let's take a risk. Let's see, it might not be that great. Let's record the episode <laughs> and see how that is. <laughs> that was brutal. He's talked, he's talked it up. It, it's gonna be great. Oh, <laughs> so, dude. Oh, it's, it better awesome. be awesome now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, everyone listening to this. Dave and I were going to do the My Angular story. Watch for it.
1: <laughs> I was the first person to make an Angular Wait. 2 app. Oh. So, and I was the first person to. Thank you. That's it. Be yeah. going to tune into the
0: other podcast. Well, yeah,
1: that's a, that's a tease right there. Yeah. yeah. There's more. Sure. There's
0: the
2: episode more. is called oh, Wait For back. It. And we'll never <laughs> guess
0: what happened next.
2: <laughs> yeah. I
1: <laughs> yeah. know. <Because laughs> I was the, the first one. Rossi won't extend the invite.
2: <laughs> VFX. Okay, and cool. It.
1: I'll
2: send it Okay, again. okay, okay. Let's get back to Firebase.
1: Yeah, let's talk about Firebase.
2: I want to talk about Firebase.
1: So, I think the last time we left off was when I was talking about <laughs> Remote Config. So, we brought Remote Config to the web, which, uh, since that was like 15 minutes ago that I talked about Remote Config, it is basically it allows you to put in... Um, Numbers, strings, JSON objects, and then pull that information down to the client and then trigger that information based upon, you know, information about the user, if they fall into an audience or not. And you can create your own audiences within Google Analytics, say like, hey, show me only people who are in America and have completed this level of my game. You can create your own custom like events and stuff like that. So you can get really deep and crazy there. And then based upon remote config, you're like, hey, only show me people that beat this level five. This is only when this one gets triggered or something like that. We brought that down to the web. So you have this SDK that allows you to grab these config values based upon these properties. And then do something, you know, dynamic with them. And so, like, recently what I've been doing is, uh, I've been storing, like, CSS into, uh, in remote config and then triggering different themes. And so, like, hey, do you prefer dark mode? Like, you know, triggering dark mode and for a user to cross an app. And so, like, let's say you have an Android app, an iOS app and a web app. And then the user says, like, hey, I prefer dark mode. You can actually store that preference and, and uh, actually config their themes all in remote config for all three platforms. Because Google Analytics allows you to identify that user, whether they're on the iPhone or you know on their iOS app or the web app, it says, hey, this is the same user who was on the iOS app as well as the web app.
0: So we can kind of store some user preferences up into the, uh, the, the Google Cloud through the analytics engine is what you're saying.
1: Yeah, it's just you have like, uh, you store a parameter. So you could just be, parameter could just be like disable ads and then it'd be like true or false. And then basically you can uh, set a condition. And so you could say like, hey, for some reason, we know that this type of audience hates ads. So we're going to disable ads or whatever. Extra so, ads. Extra ads or something like that. Yeah. Or like, you know, you can trigger that they're a paid uh, subscriber. And so that way you're saying like, hey, disable ads for the paid person that makes stuff like that pretty easy.
0: Oh, that's cool. I need to get more into analytics. I've, always, I've never really focused on that as much as I should, but I know there's a lot of cool stuff around it. Yesterday, I was talking to our analytics team at work and we changed our continue button from blue to orange. And I think we made like $2 million more on that decision. So I know there's tons of analytics stuff that I need to get better at like analyzing. I know there's a lot to be done there. So. Wait, wait, wait. Who did $2 million just stop changing the button. Um, so I, I'm doing a contract for a company, 1-800-CONTACTS, and they changed their button color. Made like, It made a huge difference.
1: I could tell you lots That's of what? stories about small... About ones. that kind of Ch- stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Lots, yeah lots A-B of testing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's That's lots cool. of little things you can do. There's people who have worked on projects where they just try to change the font size of an ad by a pixel, and it'll take them a year to do it. And then as soon as it goes through, just lots of money. Money. Wow. That's Money. crazy. That's the cool thing, though, is with analytics, you get this data sort of just automatically gets uh, brought up and then you get to go into the console, get to drill into it, get to kind of look at the reports that are, this is all in the Firebase console. And then you, uh, from there, can create specific audiences about that. And mm-hmm. so you can then target to do specific things with those users.
0: You know, the theme thing that you're talking about, I never would have thought to put a theme in the analytics platform. It's good. i thinking about it you wouldn't ever want to put anything secure in there, right? Like light mode versus dark mode, that's cool. But you wouldn't want to put any secure info in there, right?
1: Uh, like, what do you mean secure? Like visually impaired. I see what you mean. That. like well, Say anything that might be considered sensitive. Personally identified.
0: Yeah, yeah, personally identifiable data.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, you want to be very careful, BII in general. I just know developers were s- super
0: smart. And so if you give us a database to put data in, we will always never put bad stuff in there. So I just wanted to call that out. Don't put bad stuff in. Don't put stuff that doesn't belong there. there. You should make that into a t-shirt. Yeah. (laughs) Story of my life. Story of my life. Story of Shy's life. Yeah.
1: So Dave, did you build Angular Fire? Oh man, I wish you had Jeff Gross on this. This would make this so much uh, better. So... So Jeff Cross is in here. Yes, I am the author of Angular Fire. Well, the second Angular Fire. I was a near contributor to the first Angular Fire. But to the second Angular Fire, I created it, I wrote it, I pioneered it. Second uh, of his next it's really of his just uh, It's really just all mine. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's, so Jeff, Jeff didn't actually, help at all. <laughs> Not, just, not at all. I hear you he take credit though. Yeah.
2: Sounds like Jeff. Classic Jeff <laughs> Classic Jeff. He, classic he
1: replied Jeff. to a Slack message. Come on. He was like, Yeah, David, this is what you do. He's like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I helped build that. Back when Jeff worked on the Angular team, Jeff crossed the uh I don't know what his position is at Narwhal. He's like co founder? No, I, I, I isn't he it's just indifferent. Like, he's just like the clean cleaner. I, I I don't know he, what he's doing. he brushes
0: what? the horn on the narwhal. And brushes the? <laughs> he brushes it he brushes the horn? It's technically it's a tooth, so he and, brushes the teeth and his beard. Yeah, okay, and
1: the beard. But so Jeff worked on the Angular team, and he was like the lead of Angular mobile tools, or I can't remember what it was uh, worked. specifically.
0: He worked worked uh,
1: and so Air quotes. One of the things he started doing was was building the next version of Angular Fire for, you know, Angular, which then we called Angular 2. He was working on it, and then I was helping him out. And then when he uh, left Google and the Angular team, I pretty much took over and rewrote all of the entire library. Um, that was good.
0: Is that because he wrote it wrong, or you just felt like it could be better? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's really get into this. Let's open (laughs) it up.
1: Yeah. From a serious standpoint, we both wrote it wrong in ways we just didn't realize because it's the first edition of the library.
2: Yeah, I remember you had an object. It was hard to mock or fake. We have an object which had something on it and stuff like that.
1: We started out by sort of taking this class method approach where you would inject Angular Fire. And then you would call like Angular Fire, where you would configure everything up front in you know the app module, app module, yeah. And then that would give you an Angular Fire instance. And then from Angular Fire, you could call dot database, and then dot object, so you could sync an object in real time, or dot list sync an array in real time, and uh, or law. And then it would be like Angular Fire dot off, and then you could talk to. You could log users in and do all that stuff. And then that was before Firebase got its relaunch at Google I.O. in 2015, I think. And we went from basically offering three services, which were authentication, real-time database, and, and hosting. hosting, to yeah. offering about 15 different yeah. things. And yeah. so the when we had to rewrite or start adding in those features, we realized the way we wrote the library wasn't going to scale to that, uh, ex- mm-hmm. like taking in these amount of features because everything was Angular Fire dot this, Angular Fire dot that, and then mm-hmm. what Webpack would do. Uh, actually, we were using SystemJS back then, but when it transferred to Webpack, the Webpack was just like, "Hey, great! I'm just going to suck all this code all into the in. bundle. Cool, let's just bring yeah. it in. Right? Yeah. right. Yeah. They're the like, all right. yeah, all right. you want all this, right?" Yeah, what yeah, I said. Yeah. Like, Are you using auth? You're not. Well, I don't care. It's on the object. So well, I I'm got like, it ah, anyway. So I'm going to pull it in. Uh-huh. Yep. Oh, so. so how hard was that to?
0: But I mean, it was starting from scratch, or did you rewrite?
1: Actually, another thing we did too, which in theory was really cool, but I wasn't very good at RxJS then, so I, uh, which I'm not sure if I still am now. Just but, too, uh, promise you're fine. Yes, you promise. <laughs> Basically, too, too <laughs> promise. what we also did was we, we wrote a lot of code that didn't really need to exist, but we didn't, you know, didn't know any better. So if you would... Classic so, Jeff. So, so let's say you <laughs> want to get a list of to-dos from the Firestore database. So what you would do is, is you would say like, okay, create a reference out to to-dos and then say where the user mm-hmm. ID for this to-do equals this user. We created our own abstraction on top of that, which would allow you to take that query as an observable. So think about the query parameters themselves, like the user ID equals this user. The query criteria became an observable. And the fact that oh, yeah. mm, you, awesome. everyone is kind of confused thinking about it right now. I'm mm-hmm. not just kind of showing the code was kind of crazy. To get that mm-hmm. to work. Frosty's he,
2: not, but everybody else in the no, world. No, you're not. I am like, I'm so happy for you, Frosty. I'm glad you're not.
1: Confused. No, you did. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah so Frosty we, is amazing. So we allowed you to, to send an observable into the observable <laughs> to get an observable back. Of Not your confusing query. at all. This oh, sounds,
0: sounds like good. a Shy Resnick talk. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> so we filtered the filter.
0: To you filtered <laughs> no, wait, the filter. No, wait, with I, The, I, to I the see map. I've seen this one. I see.
1: This I feel one. a talk coming on, yo. <laughs> 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 I actually demoed this at NGConf too, and we did it. And i and I remember being like, "What if we put an observable inside an observable?" And yo, you know, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> I heard you like observables. <laughs> So Ben Lesh actually eventually joined the Angular team, and he since <laughs> left. But when he joined, he looked. At the <laughs> the immediate thing
2: wow. he said, "You need to add an operator here."
1: He was like, "Why are you? Why are you doing this?" And I'm like, "Well, wouldn't it be really cool if you could trigger query changes with an observable?" And he was like, "Yeah," mm-hmm. but all you have to do is he's like, "You're you're you thinking about start the to win. He's like, "You have," he's like. Your query changes, like, so let's say you change the user's ID. And so mm-hmm. that's uh, an observable of a text box or something like that, some input. And so you get an observable change from that. And he's like, that's the source observable. So you start mm-hmm. with that change. And then you use that to map into a, like, reference from Firestore. And then from there, you can pass that in to start a stream. And he's like, so what you did was you're like, Hey, I want a stream of to do's and here's this other observable that you're going to use to change, you know, the query criteria. But instead he was like, start with the query criteria first. use that observable. right? And I was like, oh, okay. And then I realized when we started that way, what it ended up doing was, is that it actually caused us to delete all that code and then just let rx do its thing so we actually ended up just telling people hey if you want to change the query criteria dynamically start with that and then just map that into to your like stream from firestore thanks rx great thing about angular fire is is that it's this it's, it's the surface area it's a wrapper around angular rxjs and fire fires Firebase, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so yeah. at any time, whenever one of those libraries has, like, a massive API surface change, which Firebase is probably the most stable out of all three, we do, like, one big breaking change a year. But when, you know, anytime Angular V, whatever, comes out, or when we went through the big, uh, you know, pipe operator shift mm-hmm. of... Those Rx, Slate, Angular 6, I think, yeah. Whatever yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. It causes like massive changes. So (laughs) the pipe
0: operator shift of 2017. Oh yeah, (laughs) that's how that's how it's put in the textbooks. That's how it's called. Uh, Yeah, yeah, 2016.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was a huge library change. So when I rewrote the library, we used to just inject one Angular Fire service and then it would do everything. But then while that was easy, it made your bundles really large. Right. So what we switched.